You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Friday. February 11th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available on all platforms. We got a show for you today, baby. We got a show for you. We're going to be giving another lockout update as we do for at least one segment in quite literally every single show that we do during the MLB lockout. So we'll have that. Then we're going to talk about a little bit of Lou Whitaker action uh, then the Tigers made another minor league signing. So I guess technically the the Mud Hens made a signing. But Tigers made a depth organizational signing again. Uh, and then we'll talk about a little bit of something else at the very, very end as well. So got a show for you. Got a show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Let's just kick it right off, I guess, with the lockout update. Let's just get it. Over with and out of the way, as we do at uh, usually in the first segment of most of our shows these days. Um, labor negotiations, there will be another offer given out tomorrow by the time you're listening to this. On Saturday, another offer will be made, I believe, actually I know, this one will be the MLB's offer to the Players Union, the most recent one. All of them, really, have been pretty much laughed at. We do have some movement, though. For the first time in a long time, we do have some movement. Manfred had, like, a press conference thing yesterday, which was kind of weird. Uh, he's not a very good public speaker, in my opinion. Um, it's, he's just, he's, like, awkward. He's got this, like, weird awkwardness about him. I don't know. Uh, but don't we all, at the end of the day. So, he gave some updates. The biggest things to come out of it were, A, he made a complete mistake. And I, I don't think he was, like, trying to sneak something by everybody. I genuinely think he just messed up. Uh, but he made a mistake by saying that revenue sharing, like the penalty for exceeding the luxury tax, would be the exact same as the previous bargaining agreement. That is not at all what the owners have been offering, <laughs> like, even remotely. Uh, the, the owners are, are actually talking about the penalties being significantly harsher than, than they were before. So uh, they had to correct that one. I mean, there's talk about penalties being twice as much even. Uh, and then uh, there was a negotiation. There was one offer that had them losing first-round picks. I, I mean, there was a uh, – and, and having like tiers basically. So – if you, you know, if you're in tier D, like if you barely break the luxury tax, then your penalties are one thing. And then if you break it by 20 million, then it's another thing. And if you break it by 50 million, it's another, et cetera. Those aren't the exact numbers, but that, that was just the, the, what's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, the example that I, I, I chose. So he, he completely messed that up and, and was just flat out incorrect, which is again, kind of the lore of his quirkiness um so we have that but but the things that we have seen actual progress on because there's no been, been no progress made on that end that they are still miles apart in that regard but universal dh sounds like both sides are in beautiful 
Absolutely beautiful. I, I am, I am very pro Universal DH. I don't need to see a pitcher go in there and and strike out on three pitches three times a game, two times a game. I really don't. I, I and like it's fun on the rare occasion that it does happen, but it it happens what one at one every ten at bats. Like most hit pitchers hit around one hundred. And it's usually like a seeing eye single or like a really good bunt with somebody on and they just happen to get on base. I, I don't need that in my life. I don't I don't need to see a pitcher go up there and, and most of the time they don't even swing. Right in interleague play. They don't they don't even take the bat off their shoulder. They're like, Yeah, just go raise his pitch count. Just go take three pitches. You just I, like I I don't need to see a dude take three fastballs down the middle, man. I really don't. So uh, and it creates more opportunities for the players, which is one of the bigger reasons that, as it is no secret to anybody, I'm very pro-player in these. It's uh, it, it it gives more opportunities to players, players that are are weak defenders, Nick Castellanos, J.D. Martinez, etc. Just to to name former Tigers that kind of fit that bill. They have had half of their market pretty much eliminated. Because no team wants to put them at an outfield position or, or in Nick's case, heaven forbid, a third base ever again, right? So you're, you're eliminating the, the market. The players that, that fit that bill have a significantly smaller market than the rest of the league. And, and now you're, you're finally, what, 50 years after introducing the position. That's an exaggeration. Is it? It's actually, I think it's kind of around there. Regardless, you know, decades after introducing the position, you are now finally accepting that it is a real Major League Baseball position and not just an American League position or whatever. You know what I mean? So it, it took a long time, but now you you can see people drafted even. I, I don't think it's going to be a popular thing. But I mean, I mean, on draft night, you can you can now be like, okay, like this dude can be our DH of the future. That can be a thing now. That that's never been able to be a thing before because half of the sport just didn't have it. So I think that this is great for the players. The owners have agreed to it. There's really no reason for the owners to disagree with it. Um, I, I, like there there really is no no reason i'm I, I find myself dumbfounded by a lot of things that major league baseball does the universal dh taking this long to get in effect is one of those things i know people love you know the the integrity of the game and maybe integrity is not the right word but the the history of the game right you want to maintain the history of the game and i totally get that i'm a huge sports history and specifically baseball history buff and have been my entire life i i totally understand that but I mean, in the last 50 years, pitchers hitting hasn't mattered. Like, this isn't like some, oh, like you have to go back to Babe Ruth times, right? You got you to go back almost a century ago for pitchers hitting to be anything more than just striking out and, and bunting runners over. So I, I'm really okay with this. I, I am in full support, and I'm glad that Major League Baseball is – taking the stance that they are and, and agreeing to go through with it. The other thing that Major League Baseball admitted to agreeing or siding with the players on was the elimination of compensation, draft pick compensation rather, for free agents. So 
we, we, we see all those compensation rounds after the first round and the second round, right? There's, there's the first round and there's comp A and comp B and, and you know, there ends up the second round starts with like the 50th or 60th pick, right? So we're, we're going to cut down on, on some of those with the free agency side of it, you know, type A, type B free agents. Uh, we, we've seen that within our own organization. I believe Kristen Stewart was the Max Scherzer compensation pick. I believe that is correct. I want to say when we lost Scherzer and didn't re-sign him, that Kristen Stewart was the compensation pick at the end of the first round. They're 34 overall or something like that. So so uh, we've seen some of those things in our own organization. And th- this goes back to market, right? The reason that the players are in favor of this is because we have seen time and time again players' markets limited because teams don't want to lose a first-round pick or, or a high-level pick by signing a big-name free agent, right? I, I mean, we talked about it even with Verlander, right? That was a lot of reason when I had that conversation uh, earlier in the offseason before the lockout about the Tigers bringing back Verlander. That was a lot of, of your guys' gripes with bringing back JV is that it was going to cost us a draft pick to get him. And I would imagine that a lot of you probably have a very different opinion about bringing back Verlander if there was a guarantee that no draft pick would have been lost, right? So that's a that's a really big thing, honestly. And, and again, it has to do with the players just wanting their markets to be bigger. They don't want the free agent market to, to – they don't want a player that's a free agent. They don't want their market to be limited or, or suffocated in any way. So that is the current – Update, we'll get into a little bit more on Manfred after the break and then transition into Sweet Lou Whitaker, baby. But first, I got to tell y'all about Built Bar. By this time of year, a lot of people have pretty much given up on their New Year's resolutions, but not this year. You're sticking to your New Year's resolution to eat right, and it's because of Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because everybody enjoys eating them. Have you tried the puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out. They're one of Built Bar's best tasting Bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, cinnamony, churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're all so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Bill Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate, Puffs included. That's 100% real chocolate. Low-calorie, high-protein. Replace your candy bars with them. They're better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two to 300 calories. Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. They have mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. Yes, please. They are all delicious, and new flavors are coming out all the time. They think a flavor might be good. They're going to make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. At Built Bar, they care, all they care about is the taste. They make it taste delicious first. Then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. 
All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two at Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Remember that it's Super Week, brought to you by Get Upside. There's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in L.A. all week covering the big game, so be sure to check them out. Okay, last little tidbit I just wanted to, to talk about, something that I've had on my mind for a minute. Everybody is is always saying Rob Manfred sucks at his job, right? Rob Manfred's a horrible commissioner. He sucks at his job. He's bad. He he he's whatever, right? Fill in the blank. You you've seen it all if you're on social media. Rob Manfred's bosses are the owners. Rob Manfred quite literally works for MLB owners. That's that's how that's the job, right? You represent the owners. So as long as he continues to have the owner's best interest in mind, that's literally why there's a union, guys, right? Because because Manfred, the commissioner, whoever he is, works for the owners. And the players need to make sure that they have their best interest in mind too. And we're clearly seeing that they do not. And that's why there's a lockout happening. And that's why there's been lockouts and strikes before. Right? So, I I don't like the wording of Rob, Man, Rob Manfred sucks at his job. Because he really doesn't. His job is to keep the owners happy. That is his only job. <laughs> That is all he cares about. When his head hits the pillow, hey, guess what? He's a millionaire, and all he has to do is keep a bunch of billionaires happy. If he, the, the way to get him out of his position would be for the owners to fire him. <laughs> they are his boss. So, is Rob Manfred horrible for the game of baseball? Probably. But is he bad at his job? That's, I mean, not really. And this is not me defending him. I I can't stand him either. I think he's ruining the game of baseball. But his job is not to to not ruin the game of baseball. (laughs) If the owners want the game of baseball ruined, guess what? That's what Rob Manfred's job is that day. If they don't, if the owners wake up all as, as a collective and go, you know what? We, we want to do what's best for baseball, the sport, every single day. Then that's what Rob Manfred will do. That's his job. That's all it entails, is keeping 30 billionaires happy. So I, it, it's just a, it, maybe it's, um, maybe it's, uh, I, I don't know what, maybe it's just the way my brain is wired. I got a lot of stuff going on upstairs, right? So, so maybe it's just that, but. I, I, I just I have a big problem with the exact wording of Rob Manfred sucks at his job because that's not really true and also very subjective because it, it, if the owners say he's doing well at his job, that that's all his job is. So guess what? He, he's doing well at his job. That that's all. That's just something I, I, I have a platform to speak. That that's that's what I, I just need to get that off my chest. You can be horrible for the game of baseball. You you can you can be ruining the sport. 
You can be absolutely plummeting Major League Baseball. But at the end of the day, if it's what the owners want to happen, that Rob Manfred is succeeding at his textbook definition of his job. Doesn't mean I like it. Doesn't mean I agree with a single thing he's done because I I don't think I have off the top of my head. I don't think I agree with a single thing he's done. Except maybe finally agreeing to let Universal DH come into play. But that specific wording, uh, I, I just need to get that off my chest. More good news, right? We're going to try to keep it positive. Try to keep a, a, a good news kind of vibe going, right? We got we got Major League Baseball. It seems like there's being small steps taken, agreeing of, of a couple of things. More good news. Lou Whitaker's number getting retired, I believe, August 6th, I believe is the date, uh, against the Rays. Also, off the top of my head, it could be July 3rd against the White Sox, but I'm pretty sure it was August 6th against the Rays. Lou Whitaker, sweet Lou baby, finally given the credit that he deserves and is uh, is going to get number one, retired and put on that beautiful brick wall in, in left center field. This is a very long time coming, and uh, this isn't going to be a super long dialogue, but it, it needs to be said. Lou Whitaker is one of the most underrated players in the history of Major League Baseball, and that's not an exaggeration. Did he ever reach the peaks of an 8-9-10 war season? No. Was he consistently a 4-5 to five win all-star caliber second baseman for almost the entirety of his career? Damn right he was. Deserves so much credit. And he was a soft-spoken guy. Trammell was the, the the guy that was in the running for MVPs, right? And he was the the shortstop, right? I mean, just just off position alone, shortstop's going to get more love than second, especially the way the game of baseball was played back in the 80s and 90s. So it, it, it makes sense that Lou is a little bit more over, overlooked, but... He, he should be in the Hall of Fame. Like, this is great. And I'm glad the Tigers have finally done this. It was so long overdue, right? So long overdue. Should have done it decades ago. But I'm glad that it's finally get, getting put right. The next step is Hall of Fame. And I know his, his 10 years on the ballot ended quite a while ago. And he's just on, like, the second chance ballot. But I'm pretty sure next year he'll be back on the second chance ballot. It it's time, man. I'll, it's time. It, it frustrates me so much. When you look at war, that's that's a that's a pretty universally. It's starting to become a pretty universally accepted stat. Gives you how many wins a player is worth. You can do it in in a game if you really wanted to. Not sure why you would, but that's a you know one one hundred and sixty second. Of, uh, of the sample size of a season, you know, at best you're going to be raising like an a hundredth of a point. But it, what, what you can look at, you know, season and, and you can look at career. Depending on which website you use, right, the two biggest sources of war are baseball reference and fan graphs. Depending on which site you use, Lou Whitaker accumulated more war than Alan Trammell in his career. Alan Trammell got in the Hall of Fame 
uh, what, two years ago, three years ago now on, uh, on, on the second chance ballot as well. That's also definitely not the name of the committee that votes. It's not called the second chance ballot, but I, I can't remember the exact name. So that's what I'm calling it right now. It's very late when I'm recording this. So Alan Trammell gets on and Jack Morris gets on. Jack Morris, Hall of Famer, good for him. Number retired, good for him. Same with Tram. Tram absolutely deserved it. Morris, meh. If if he didn't if he didn't go ten innings in a World Series game, I don't think Jack Morris is a Hall of Famer. I'll be completely honest with you. I, I think that one game has carried him a lot reputation wise. Not that Jack Morris wasn't a great pitcher for the Detroit Tigers. He was. I'm glad he went in as a Tiger. There was really no other way, no way he wasn't pitching a lot of great games, a lot of big games, was an ace for a World Series team, deserves all the credit in the world for his his career. And if you go back and listen to my uh, to my top five pitchers in the history of the Detroit Tigers, Jack Morris is on that list, right? Like I I fully understand how good Morris was. Um but when you look at career numbers compared to other Hall of Famers, it, it it's a little iffy. And I think that that game, that World Series game, holds a lot of weight in his. And I guess what I'm trying to say, this, this is far from a slander piece on Jack Morris. I, I know it might have sounded like it there for a minute, but it's really not. It's just looking at those two guys and their career numbers, there is no way that Jack Morris and Alan Trammell are Hall of Famers and Lou effing Whitaker is not. It's blasphemy. It's embarrassing. It's a joke. And I'm very scared that it's a wrong that's never going to be righted. That's all. No no disrespect at all to those two guys, but if those two guys make it in, number one is a freaking Hall of Famer. Very hard to censor myself there. All right, we will get into... A, uh, another signing that the Tigers made, uh, as well as something else. But first, I got to tell y'all about betonline.net. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march right through the playoffs. And the big game is this Sunday, baby. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season. You, you want to throw a little money on Nine God winning Super Bowl MVP? This is the place to do it. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-minute info on pro and college hoops as well. NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. So don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. Thank you for rocking with me as always. We made a signing. Look at us. Look at the Detroit Tigers going out there and, and and making a nice little signing. Jack Lopez signs a minor league deal with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, plays all around the infield except for first base. One of those uh, infield utility guys. For those who keep up with the baseball national team, right, like the Olympic team and, and stuff like that, Jack Lopez was actually a an Olympic hero. For uh, for is what a lot of people would I would say he classifies as as somewhat of an Olympic hero. Uh, had a had a really big game for the silver medal winning I believe uh, team USA in the Olymp for the Olympic team. Um, got got a couple of hits in that game, couple of big knocks. So he uh, he <laughs> his lore 
right? No, but he, he's he's a depth signing for sure. Um, he he's a minor league journeyman. Uh, he's going to be 29 this upcoming season, and after 10 years, almost nine seasons of minor league baseball, finally made his major league debut for the Boston Red Sox last year. Uh, didn't I mean he went two for 13, two doubles, both hits were doubles. That's kind of nice. Um, but I mean, looking at his minor league career, he, he's never really been a, been an incredible hitter in his nine minor league seasons, 3,600 plate appearances of minor league ball. He has a 241 batting average, a 295 on base percentage and a 331 slugging percentage. That is only a 625 OPS across minor league levels. And then he has like eight stints in, in foreign ball. He, he, he's just a ball player, man. Going, playing uh, in, in Latin America, etc. Um, and has about the same stats there. 252 batting average, 320 OBP, 337 slug. So a 657 OPS in his 245 games of foreign ball. Almost 1,000 plate appearances there too. Um, so we're not getting a, an incredible hitter by any stretch, um, but he, he's not a bad defender, right? Like he, he's a solid defender, can play three different positions. Why not, man? Why not? You, you got to have these depth signings as we talked about before. Uh, it'd be kind of fun, right? Uh, a guy that had a big, big Olympics come in. If, if hopefully no injuries happen, obviously we want to stay as healthy as we can, but that would really be the only path that he would have to, making the major league roster. And, and the reason that he's able to sign now is because he's not even going to be on the 40 man or else he wouldn't be allowed to sign right now. Right. Cause of the lockout. So um, just a, a, a depth signing these happen and, and it's all we have right now. So that's why we're talking about it. Jack Lopez, newest member of the Detroit Tigers organization. Uh, I'd imagine he won't make the team out of spring and then will probably play in Toledo, I would imagine. Uh, but even then, I mean, just in 2021, he he got some reps in Double A. Mostly played in Triple A, though. Almost 70 games in Triple A last year. So, uh, I, I would imagine he'd he'd be uh, a nice little depth piece there. But regardless, that is your latest signing. The only other thing I want to talk about is um, Emily Walden and how uh, amazing Emily Walden is. Emily Walden, for those who don't know is one of the premier writers and and analysts, reporters, just writer for minor league baseball. Um, she does unbelievable work with the Detroit Tigers. Phenomenal. If you need to know about a Tigers minor leaguer, Emily Walden is the first place that that I look genuinely and and have for a quite a long time now. Uh, I love the Baseball America podcast too, and they always do a show every offseason breaking down the Detroit Tigers minor league, you know, system and farm system, and they bring on Emily all the time for for that episode and, and shows like that. She is she is the the source for um for for minor league baseball and the Detroit Tigers organization. The best in the business. She's incredibly highly regarded all around. She's done some stuff for the Padres as well. And recently she made public that she was diagnosed with cancer. And 
a lot of people are starting to come together and support her. And I just wanted to spread that on the platform that I have. That if, if you can, any support towards Emily, that, that's good people. And that's that's one of our own, right? You know, that that's somebody that's a, a prominent figure in our community. Our our nice little Detroit Tigers community that we have. Really, I mean she's she's big and I would just say Detroit sports community. Um and Pitching Ninja has has made some uh, T-shirts that have the Pitching Ninja logo on it, but it's pink, and the the profits are going to help Emily. Uh, there's a couple of other things out there that are that are trying to help her in any way that we can. And uh, my T-shirt just came in. I'm really pumped. It's a hard T-shirt, man. That thing's icy. It's cold for real. It's it is a it's a sweet T-shirt. Um, but it, it's obviously for a fantastic cause. So I just wanted to give, obviously, my, my best wishes to Emily and hope that, that uh, you know, she, she's a fighter, man. You, you can tell. You can tell on her social media. She's, she's ready to kick cancer's ass. Uh, and damn right, as, as she should. And, and we're all pulling for her. And any way that, that you can support, in, in any way, any capacity, that's that's just what I wanted to share. I wanted to, to use my platform to to just kind of spread. If you somehow haven't heard about that news yet, now you know, and uh, you you can find a way to 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 spread some love because uh, that's that's what we're all trying to to give Emily there. So, best wishes to Emily. Keep fighting, keep fighting, dog. You're <laughs> Lord knows she's a fighter, man. Um, so we're all rooting for. All wish her the best. And that's just what I wanted to say. I just wanted to, to use my platform to kind of spread that message as best I could. So that's that will end today's show. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You all know the drill. Thank you guys for rocking with me. Thank you for listening. Shout out Emily freaking Walden, the dog, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace and love. Going to therapy is dope, and I'll catch you all then. Go Tigers, baby.